Drew just trying to smooth right over the fact that they just mentioned a stretching rack. Well, in his mind, he's like, ooh, Google. Just like, they don't work. Hello and welcome along to the Community Notice Board. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local landmarks, hometown heroes, and coming-of-age tales. We've got a very special guest today, Jamie Kirk, Andrew Bensley, Alex White. Yes. How are you, gentlemen? Oh, <laughs> thanks for having us. Uh, it's good for, to be here. We've been emailing for years. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you got anything you want to plug? Uh, no, absolutely not. So, what, so, doing, yeah. so what do you guys do around here? Sort of, <laughs> you just riff it? Or? Uh, this, uh, this setup's pretty cool. Huh? <laughs> So, another riding solo episode. Yes. And we saved the big towns for the oh, riding solos. Yeah. It'd be great if we just did riding solos on, like, okay, this is West Pennant Hill. <laughs> <laughs> None of us have been there. And we're just like, okay, well, 125 <laughs> Boundary Street seems like a cool block. We're all just there. staring at the time on the road <laughs> pod. We're just like, two just minutes 23, like, 224. Just whispering, Drew, can tell the license story again. <laughs> and then say Pennant Hills Road at the end of it. But we, uh, we're bringing out a big gun. One of six. Sydney's most famous suburbs, mm-hmm. Surrey Hills. Mm. Hell yeah. And I mean, we all have tons of experience with Surrey Hills. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty experienced, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Alex, Alex is sexy talk earlier. <laughs> I got some sexy talk. I got some sexy stories. But uh, no, I mean, it's, yeah, it's I mean, probably I only there um, for a bit. Yeah. For yeah. Probably, You've lived there. I mean, we've all gigged there. In terms of comedy, it's pretty significant. Like, a million bars, a million pubs, and uh, yeah. And great, there yeah, tons gigs. of memories of bars there. And one I wanted to bring up first was, uh, well, COVID took a lot from us. Uh, oh, no. Took multiple lives, <laughs> took our freedom. <laughs> More importantly, it took Ding Dong Dang away from us. Yes. Yeah. I thought you were going somewhere else with that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> what, where, where do you think I was going? Oh, a little place on Campbell Street. <laughs> <laughs> the Domino's oh, right, okay. Pizza there. The, <laughs> yeah. Uh, ding dongs, man. Ding dong dang. Yeah, yeah, so ding dong dang closed down um, just after COVID hit because they could no longer afford to keep open. If anybody didn't know what ding dong dangs is, it's a karaoke bar, late nights. It couldn't be more designed to get COVID. You know, yeah. oh, small yeah. rooms, lot large groups, yelling, singing. Seriously, like it's all the, like the building's almost like what you'd think like an old school European brothel is like. You know, mm. like. Like dingy hallways, tiny little rooms, funky lights, yep. beers in like a mini fridge that cost way too much. And it's just a glorious institution, basically. Yeah. Some of the sites of our greatest victories and defeats. <laughs> it's famous for being dingy, famous for having security guards out front that are very no-nonsense. And you get there like late. I remember yeah. on your like sort of box hang. We got there very late. Do you yeah. remember this? And there's a video I've got. Maybe I can. I don't have. I can't pull it up now. But there's a video of you we on one. You can put it knee, on uh, social media. Like, chugging a guava cruiser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'm yeah. just like cheering you on. Like, and you can like, hear how drunk Alex is in the cheers. I'm like, come on, go, get it, yeah, get that bad boy into you. And we're like. At that point, we are still in our 30s, so it's <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, that, I mean, that's what it is. Like, the, the point was, because I, I think it stayed open till four, maybe even five. Yeah. It's like, you'd go there at the end of the night, you'd rent one of the rooms, you'd spend way too much money, mm. you'd drink way too many of the overpriced beers and cruises there, you'd be having a great time at 50 minutes, you'd go, let's extend it for an hour, yeah, and then 10 stands. minutes into the second hour, you'd be like, I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> and, I don't know how they went broke, because they could have charged any amount of money for that extend. Or they could have absolutely Total. just destroyed I'm paid not anything. sure that they like necessarily went broke. I think it was a thing where maybe like the lease ran out or they were looking to convert it into apartments, and they were I just guess. like, well, we have nothing to stand on. As well, because you know, like with COVID, Yet they, they had no idea what Well, was, at first yeah. when everything came back as well, they weren't like, all right, everyone pile into a small room in groups yeah. of 10 <laughs> and <laughs> sing directly in front of people. Yeah, yeah. You already can't sing now. Let's try a fucking cloth mask over your face while you're trying to belt so, out journey. I mean, we've covered karaoke on this pod before, but if you want to hear me and Alex White belt out, don't look back in anger with <laughs> maybe the more passion than anybody in the world. More, more passion, less skill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Almost one-to-one trade. I mean, we destroyed there a number of times and there was I remember like, um caution singing vitamin C um, <laughs> so funny doing the twirl and everything oh memories I, yeah just calling that place like 
a period probably in 2017, 2018, where we'd be out till like midnight, sometimes after gigs, sometimes just hanging out. Then someone would be like, let's call Ding Dong Dan. <laughs> and you'd call them and they'd be like one o'clock and you'd be like, ah, oh, shit, I'm already so wasted and it's 10. Yeah. And then you wait and then all of a sudden it's four and you're there being like, one more song. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love it. The but other yeah. RIP. Yeah. Well, do you get, Do you have anything you wanted to say? Do you came with us a bunch of times, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, I mean, we went after all our birthdays yeah, one yeah. time. That's right. Just um, the nines went there. And then we went after that too, the very nearby Strawberry Hills Hotel. Yeah. And that was like the kick on from Ding Dong. And I remember sitting there like, please just let me get home. <laughs> oh. Like, you know, I'm looking for an exit <laughs> yeah, yeah. for my own birthday party every so bad time, at 4 a.m. I mean, if we call back to me being bad with bouncers, every time people would be like, let's kick on a Strawberry Hills Hotel at 3 in the morning. I was like, all right, now I have to really bong it on and be like, oh, yeah, I'm fucked. And they'll yeah. be like, oh, go home, mate. And I'll be like, thank God. <laughs> Just the, like covered in sweat. Like the last thing I want to do is sit in that tiny smoking area with like mm. a bunch of people like still heavily on caps yeah. while I'm just like falling asleep. Actually, around the corner was another big comedy. It was the um, Green Lights. Don't yeah, that. the Gala yep. Club. I forgot about Green that Lights. Was probably, I think that was the first gig I ever did where I went just to hang with people. wasn't on. Yeah. And someone said, come to Green Lights. And I was like, okay. I didn't know anyone in comedy. Like, you know. And it was like, yeah, that was a that was the event of the calendar in Sydney comedy. It was to go to Green Lights and hang with everybody. And yeah. Yeah, that was the big one. Embarrassed myself uh, in front of the booker of the comedy store there once, just way too drunk. And someone introduced <laughs> me to him. And I was like, oh, you're the guy that doesn't book me. <laughs> and he was just like, <laughs> ugh. And, I was, and as soon as I said it, I was like, you blew it. And I was like, I'm going to go have a cigarette and walked out the back quickly. <laughs> just like abandoned my, even my bit. My there. name's Ben Hurley. I'm like, <laughs> 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 I only did it once and because it shut shortly after I moved. <laughs> yeah. shortly after I did it. And yeah. uh, don't know why. Well, I remember like, the way I tell it, I'll be, I was like, well, you know, I got up on there and as I'm taking the mic stand out of the mic, the classic thing that you don't want to happen where the, f- the cord comes out and yeah. hits the ground. Oh, and I'm always man. like, oh, luckily I riffed my way out of it. But I just went red and I was like, oh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> start short. It doesn't usually happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that was run by uh, good friends of, of ours and a popular Lex. podcaster, Alexi Toliopoulos, and our good friend Nick O'Malian. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to those boys. Absolutely. I also once made friends with uh this is a brag but <laughs> a brag that you guys are gonna be like what the fuck is this there's a little known pop punk band called houston calls and they were supporting yellow card at the time and i was a big fan of them and i went to see them support yellow card at luna park and as i was walking through the throng i was one of the only people to buy a houston calls t-shirt and the guy was like is that a houston calls shirt and i was like yeah man they rule and he's like yeah i know i uh, i'm the keyboardist for them and i was like oh did not know didn't look at the insert of the cd <laughs> and then he was like we're playing another show with the gaelic and that was you know like that was a cool show to me because like most of the bands that i liked in that like pop punk emo scene in 2004 they were playing the big fucking rooms like so like this was a bar show with a band from the states went to see them talked to the guy again he was like ah you're the guy who bought the shirt and then we talked for 45 minutes about liverpool football club because oh, we'd yeah, both right. watched the, the champions league final in 2005 god i'm old huh? <laughs> <laughs> and so then you're best friends or we we're best it? friends the band broke up a couple of years after that never heard from him again don't know what they're up to a lot of you is like i'm the keyboardist but he means like computer keyboard he does their website <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs> the keyboardists in pop punk bands rule because they have so little to do that they just it's a quarter of keyboards 75% acrobatics with the keyboard so they'll be like boop and then just be doing handstands on it yeah. because they've got nothing to do. But it's such a lame instrument to play when you're trying to be like cool and like. Fucking it's pretty fun to see like, them like rock, like play it rocking oh, out. Man. Like you'd think you can't really rock out yeah. with a keyboard. I'm but sorry. They can. If, I'm, if I can play a keyboard, I'm getting the guitar. You know what I mean? I'm strapping that bad boy to me. I'm pretending I'm playing yeah, guitar, that's fair, which fair. always seems like it looks like someone who who's. Is playing Guitar Hero. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. they're not actually like playing really guitar. No, no, no. Well, another comedy institution I wanted to bring up uh, was uh, the Cafe Lounge, which mm. was a huge venue in Sydney that lasted for ages. It started just, like, I believe, like, selling takeaway stuff while they were getting their license together and became a huge live institution, put on one of the best comedy shows probably in the country that yeah, I've been I to. I think sure. per square metre, like, that is in, you know, yeah. it, it, it would only... It, it 100 people in there, but it was... 
effectively tiny compared to other yep. massive gigs, but it was, you know, probably, yes, per square meter, the best. A hundred people in, packed every week, line out the door, cash only. The guy made a mozza, but like that was, one, crowds. that was one of the places where like, if you did good there, you thought like your career was on an upward trajectory yeah. and <laughs> not that we'd be struggling to find guests for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my only like recorded set that i've got like a video that former guest stack had took for me and it just happened to be like it was rare for, for it to be a bad night there but it just yeah. happened to be one of those ones where it was so red hot and I'm one of the like, rare gigs i drew that mike didn't come out <laughs> 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 oh, it did. i was like damn edit that out drew had gaffer taped it in before <laughs> and it still fell out uh, there was a little bit of a, a curse among like friends of ours with videotaping there. I remember people lugging yeah. video equipment there all the time. And every time, everyone bombed. I never lugged. I've definitely recorded and it it was never a bomb, but it was like you're just on your phone, but it was never as good. You'd always hype it up in your head and it was like, ah, oh, it was good, but it's like, you know, it was just, it, you know, once you got it recorded properly, yeah, yeah, or yeah. sometimes you record it and it's like you're looking at it and it just looks so grainy and shitty. Yeah. I still know. jack off to my one. <laughs> <laughs> once I saw it, there was a very like slick US cruise ship comic who came in and like crushed, but he was like an old school cruise ship comic. So he's like calling women. As like, opposed to the new up and coming old scene. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was one of those old cruise ship guys. <laughs> So he was, you know, like, toilet, like the difference between men and chicks and stuff like that. And, now, and, like, he did. He crushed real hard. I remember, like, my wife and my mother-in-law had come to see. I think I was him seeing it. So And they hated him. But And, like, a, there was a pocket of people who didn't like him, but he did real well, and he was just outside That's with the me. difference between men and women. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, don't, loved <laughs> they don't like the good <laughs> shit. And he was outside with me, and he was just telling me about, like, the U.S. scene and stuff, and then this woman walks past and comes into Cafe Lounge, and she's, like, an attractive woman. It's a Monday night, and he just goes, damn, look at that ass. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> Oh yeah, cool man. And then I was like, "So, what do you? How long are you here for?" And he's like, "Oh, two more days. My girlfriend gets in tomorrow." And I was like, oh, "Okay." Because then, like, he spent like five minutes insinuating how he was going to find that girl and buy her a drink and then fuck her later. And I yeah, was like, this "Oh, guy sounds pretty cool." Yeah, I was like, "You better do it in the next forty-eight hours before your girlfriend gets here, buddy, or else <laughs> you might be in a bit dogs. of trouble." I love those guys. Dirty cruise dogs. Yeah. So we go into some history, man. Because Surrey's is such an old suburb, yeah. but it's like it, it was a slum. It was a slum. It was like the typical. You know, Irish slum, working class, and then you know, obviously gentrified, probably by the eighties, I would imagine, right? I don't even think so. I reckon it was probably later than that. Later like, than that. Yeah, when yeah. I moved to Sydney, like Redfern was already gentrified, but it, it only recently. Mm. Where people from Newcastle would be like, "Oh, Redfern." Yeah. It's like, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Redfern's completely gentrified, yeah. but Surrey was like always. Yeah. So maybe by Surrey the nineties or the eighties, I guess, for in the us 90s. to go out. Uh, hills slickers until like mid 2000s it would be like george street would be the place to go sorry was like a uh well, glint well, in our eye right but it wasn't because it was like dodgy yeah. and slummish it was just, just not nowhere to really go yeah there, like. well it also had like this here the oxford street had like the huge gay bar scene and stuff which was mm. popping off as like and, a you, and you're like ew <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> not gay guys from the hills right <laughs> i don't want to go to the oxford street <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, we need to be two suburbs away. Yeah, from, yeah, uh, yeah. From that nonsense. It's like sitting in a different chair in the movie theatre. When yeah. I mean, I don't know anyone who did that, but it's a stand-up premise as old as time. Yeah. Mm. I, I cuddled my friends up nice and close. <laughs> in movies and got That's scared. That's what it's sometime. for. The seats are nice. They're built for cuddling. Um, no, because you got to lean. You got to whisper. You know, you yeah, gotta yeah, jack yeah, your friend yeah. off. Reach yeah. in for the popcorn. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, hey, what's that hole doing there? <laughs> <laughs> Because, um, yeah, it was like a slum, heaps of Irish, uh, Catholic, like working class people, heaps of the streets, like Riley Street. There's a, there's a bunch of like Irish names in all the streets. And it was um it was famous for like, well, it was this, the centre, it, Darlinghurst, Woolloomooloo, and I guess King's Cross, which we kind of covered, was the whole centre for the like razor gangs that we've yeah we've mm -hmm. touched on. And um we talked about Tilly Devine in, in the King's Cross episode. And we briefly mentioned this lady who was the, you know, WCW wrestler who dived out of the tram and coat hanger Tilly Devine. Mm. So this is Kate Lee. And she was, they were like just arch enemies the entire time that they were around. But there's like photos of them together sort of smiling, but you can tell they hate each other. Right. And, um, you know, Tilly Devine went to a funeral and stuff, but I think it was just, it was one of these things where I guess it was like a grudging respect, yep. but they were also fist fighting constantly in the street. Yeah. And just like beating the shit out of each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. 
Game respects game stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, even, and it was weird as well because they were in the, the crossover of their two illegal trades wasn't huge. So it's not like they're competing for money. They were just, whatever it was, they fucking hated each mm-hmm, other. Mm-hmm. So this is Kate Lee. Um, just a quick overview. She's born in Dubbo in 1881 to a large Irish Catholic family, born Kathleen Behan. Um, bit of a troublemaker. They said because she had such a large family, it was like her and I guess a few of the siblings just. There were too many kids to look after, so like, <laughs> fuck it, we don't care whatever you want to do. And they end up like breaking into houses and just sort of little ragamuffins. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So by 12, she's getting into so much trouble, her mum gets sick of it, sends her to a girl's school in Parramatta. And in the 1800s, any girl's school or boy's school means like youth prison. Yes. And they're horrendous. Like the conditions are fucked. So if you're sending a troubled child in there, you're getting basically a murderer or some sort of criminal out of there. Um mm-hmm. So she left that. She stayed there till she was 18 years old, left that. In um, 1902, she marries a guy named James Lee um, who had knocked her up a few years prior to getting married, which is, again, already she's like a bit of an outcast because if you're a young, unmarried, pregnant woman, then you're pretty much cast out of society. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy was like a small-time opium dealer. Um, <laughs> Just on the side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's a petty criminal. No one really knows how big into the opium trade he was. Um, but eventually, yeah, she marries him, takes his last name, but she anglicizes it because his last name's Lee, L-double-E. She adds the I-G-H. Because mm. like, this dude's half Chinese and I think, uh, I don't know how. She's like, I know I'm Irish and everyone hates yeah. me <laughs> because of that, yeah. but I'm going to just, I don't exactly. want to be Asian. Exactly. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, and she, she eventually, she, she, like throughout her life, had a string of criminal lovers. I don't think she ever had just like the straighty 180 boyfriend. She liked him. She liked, she liked bad the boy. bad boy. She yeah. needed a good bloke. <laughs> so she needed a Jamie Kirk to yeah, yeah. show her the light. A soft you know. touch. <laughs> to be like, why do you, you know, you're so beautiful. I don't know why. <laughs> Have you ever tried not killing someone with a razor? <laughs> um, she started sort of um, – she's always been associated with the criminal underworld in some – that was her scene. She was hanging out with these people. and she, But she did stay fairly under the radar until about 1914 when um, she, she hooks up with the Riley Street gang. Riley Ooh. Street, we're all, we're all familiar. Uh, Favre, yeah. Corner of Favreau and Riley, the uh, Forrester's Hotel, speaking of comedy yeah. gigs. Yeah. Another um, one. Mm. This, this this guy. Not as much to say about that one. <laughs> <laughs> one of the guys who I think she ended up marrying eventually, um, years and years later. But at the time, they were just lovers. This is this guy Ernest Shiner Ryan, and uh, his mate uh, Samuel Dewey Freeman. <laughs> so, <laughs> Why'd they call him that? <laughs> <laughs> Probably the same reason yeah. she anglicised her yeah. last yeah. night. He loved catching Jewfish, you know. <laughs> He's a jeweler. What do you think? Come on. Um, but what happened in 1914 is this huge scandal. The nation's gripped by it, right? Because they robbed the Everly Railway Workshop. Ah. Where the carriage works are now. Oh, yeah, yeah. the Everly Comedy Workshop. And it was <laughs> <laughs> lot to rob there. <laughs> premises, they were premise thieves. <laughs> Come back here. That's my little bit. <laughs> I took off with a big fat guy bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to juggle a man and woman yeah. Um This happened in broad daylight. Uh, 1914, and it was the very first time uh, that a getaway car had ever been used in the history of Australia. Oh, wow. So That's they're cool. like, these, yeah, these guys are innovators. As in, the, you'd, as a normally getaway horse. I said, like, yeah, so, or just get away on foot, you know? Mm. So Checks out. I don't know how, yeah. like, but it would have been one of those, like, the car probably would have had a push start, would have been like a pop exhaust, you know? Man, like, oh, and they're yeah. driving it about, they could have ran faster, I suppose. Yeah. But, um, I th- it, like, it still looks cool. Um a uh, Sydney Morning Herald report uh, at the time said it was a crime which, for audacity of conception and cool effrontery of execution, it could hardly have been surpassed. What? So mm. the Sydney Morning Herald is like badass <laughs> yeah. criminals, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bang. So the cops and that were just like, not, had not thought of, hey, maybe someone will rob with a car and get away in a car. Well, is that yeah. like, I guess there wouldn't have even been cop cars then. They still would have all been horses. Yeah. Right? And they're just riding up, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. trying to come up what to his side like, of the like, fucking yeah. cars, you know, like. Just the, yeah. the car that Mr. Burns pulls up to. Just, yeah. just trying to lasso the car. <laughs> like, <laughs> we need new techniques. Yeah. Um, wow. They uh, they ended up getting charged for it because um, I guess the, the horse just fucking went past it and stood in front. <laughs> Maybe, it was like, yeah. stop. Um, they stole 3,300 pounds. They both were found guilty, sentenced to 10 years. But in court, Kate uh, swore under oath that she'd been with uh, Freeman 
at the time of the robbery at at the house in Frogs Hollow, which I, people would know yeah. is a place where a bunch of office workers have lunch now. It's a little it's a little park in yeah, Surrey it's like a weirdly shop, like right? dipped like it's just goes strange. It's tr- it's like a hole in the ground. It's very mm. strange. Um, but they lived together, and she was like, "Yeah, it was with me." What are you talking about? And uh, then. That, you know, it was proved that it was him. And so she ended up getting sent to five years in Long Bay. And that Thanks. was sort of the start of her. When, well, once she got out. Things you do for love, eh? Exactly. Well, she eventually starts um, getting into the sly grog trade. So the um, this, I think it was in the 20s they brought in that act of... Um, wartime you know the six o'clock swill i think we've talked about before so pubs basically we never had prohibition but pub but they were like to curb back drinking we're just going to say hey you have to shut at six and she was was also war rations in general i think yeah yeah, so you know it was probably harder to get a drink at any point she um she basically came up with the idea to just be like well you know pubs closed she she invented kick-ons but you know so she did it on a scale that, you know, I've been to a couple of share houses, but she was running like, she had something like 20 sly She's grog places. She's got multiple YouTube videos running <laughs> in these places. <laughs> yeah. Let's watch that one again. <laughs> um, the, the whole thing was she was, she'd basically. <laughs> Just thinking, pass me the gramophone. I'm about to play five. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I've got something in my pocket. It's just bombing and you're sitting there, sweat. Well, I like yeah. this song. I know all the words to this one. Uh, uh, and that um, that was at the same time, this is, I guess, how she ran into Tilly Devine because at the same time there was the um, Vagrancy Act, which I, which was, you know made illegal street prostitution, so it was all moved into brothels. And yep. Tilly Devine's like, that's my trade. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Kate's like, I'll take the, um, the sly grog places. And so they were like double pubs in people's houses but they'd slip them out the back mm. and um you know it'd just be like it's a normal house but um you know ignore the ruckus back there and they were all called she was called mum around town hell yeah so mm-hmm. the thing was you know a couple of guys looking for a, say you and i finishing up it's 5 55 p.m we've, you know we've got a last one but you just got a little hankering for another mm. you and me did that the other night <laughs> 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 we're literally kicked out from eight pubs they turned the lights on four five we're like oh, let's go home and we literally did the double back four times like all right just start going home and then one of us will be like I could have one more. <laughs> Three times. And oh. I believe you called a number of chicks mum that night. <laughs> <laughs> um, this place, if you were in the know, you'd go there, you'd knock on the door and say his mum home. And they'd say, all right, get in the back. <laughs> you accidentally knock on your mum's door and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> or, call like, like, yeah. or call like Kate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Kate, oh, I mean mum. She... Um, she, her whole thing as well, because she wasn't the only person doing this, but her sort of like business advantage was that she had a deal directly with brewers to get the stock from them. She wasn't, mm. most other places would brew their own shitty moonshine in the ah. bathtub. Yeah. She'd go straight to the brewer, they'd drop so off they a couple of So they had on tap They and did, stuff. yeah, yeah. 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 Sick. Um, yeah, they did like the tap takeover and everything, <laughs> a bit of crap here and there. <laughs> um, but she was always a bit of an eccentric and she was constantly getting raided. Like she was, Always in court, always like li- doing little jail stints, getting fined, like just Hard massive to believe amounts. the authorities figured out is mum there? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a legal offense. They're like this will this will make up for not being able to lasso that damn car. <laughs> but she'd do things in court when she was younger. She was legendary for shucking peas or knitting during court sittings. Oh. So you could already tell she'd like to snub her nose a little bit at the authorities. Yeah, so. yeah. okay. Um, Knitting is sick thing to do. Yeah. Well, she's playing up to mum, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. She's the totally, most yeah. That would be like... that says, fuck you, pigs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then in March 1930, she fatally shot rival underworld figure John Snowy Prendergast. So this dude with three other people broke into the house looking for um, her lover at the time, which was a henchman, uh, Wally Tomlinson. He was like a bodyguard of hers. They wanted to kill him. Uh, and she... Uh, shot him right there and then got away with it. That was like one of the only times the cops were like legitimate self-defense. So I don't know if they're, well, they're knitting, Shit. knitted them all like fresh no bodyguards. He's like, yeah. save me. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> save <laughs> me, mom. <laughs> Fucking Wally. Police all in new mittens being like, she's innocent. <laughs> um, but this is that, that just the story of her shooting this guy had a little aside that I loved, which is one of the things that she, um, her little character quirks. She very closely monitored what the newspapers would write about her. 
So she was a frequent visit to the, visitor to the various uh, newspaper offices across Sydney. And when a story didn't suit her, she made sure the staff knew. Mm. So she's like complaining, but in person as well. And I guess back then you could probably just fucking like walk in. There's no wait, like yep. no one's stopping you. There's no security guard. No one's frisking you on the way in. Well, that, that, yeah, that I think Daily Telegraph or whatever that the one of the headquarters anciently was just around the corner in Surrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. One of the bars there, which um, we've been to, I th- and it has a name that makes you think of a newspaper, but it, it was like the famous journo bar in yeah. Sydney. They'd all sit there and get pissed. Um, but there was one sens- sensational example in the 50s, so years later, when um, uh, she stormed into the press offices of a magazine that had published an article on the fatal shooting of this snowy Prendergast back in 1930. Uh, and during the fracas, one reporter lost a clump of hair and was given a swift backhander from Lee as he fled. Oh, Jesus I love because it's like nowadays you set your defamation lawyers on them, but back yeah. then, you know what Swift I mean? Swift backhand. And at this point, she's baby. like 50, right? 50 or 60 doing that? That was in 90. She would have been 60s, yeah. Yeah, wow. So, so like, she means business. Um, and, you know, by the 30s and 40s, she's sort of, she's got some hookups with, like, authorities and that. So she's still getting raided, but she's never really got, like, sentenced with anything heavy. It's always very small stuff. And she would appear in courtroom. She's graduated from shucking peas and knitting. She'd come into court with uh, flamboyantly expensive clothes and diamonds because um, her wealth was legendary at the time. When appearing in court, she would wear diamond rings on every finger of both hands, <laughs> which is like – and a cool. big like over, like fur coats and everything. She was never without a fur coat and one of those giant like hats. Like, yeah, know, like, so she's gone full Cruella de Vil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sick. Um, and she lived uh, at a terrace house in Lansdowne Street in Surrey Hills from 1933 until it was demolished in 1950. And that was her main sly grog shop. So it was known as the Lansdowne Hotel, which is now obviously the Lansdowne yep. in there. But it's not the same house, but same, you know, same name. Um, and her husband and bodyguard, she married a second bodyguard. This dude, Jack Baker, shot outside that house by a well-known Sydney criminal, uh, John Chow Hayes. Hey. Came up in our camper down episode. Yeah, oh, not camper down. What, camper was down. what was it? He came up somewhere. Whatever that suburb is. Chippendale. Chippendale. There we are. Right, Jamie's right, on. Right. Um, that house was raided once by undercover police in '38, uh, resulting in 48 bottles and four kegs of beer being confiscated. So that was like that, that was her pumping. You know, that was I, I don't know what who was her Ivy if she's Justin Hemmies. You know. Yeah. 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 yeah right. Yeah. Um, That's tragedy But she kind of Yeah she had All this, those beers She had this <laughs> <laughs> She had this This other thing Another court thing I love Is this was in 1947 She appeared in two courts In one day So she's like Fucking off from this one To another one uh, So she's in the licensing court And she got fined 150 pound For selling beer Without a license um, She pled guilty And before she left the court She took a large roll Of banknotes from a handbag Peeled 150 pound off it And gave it to the judge Sick Baller move That is cool So and then she's going to the first court Like I got another gig Can I go yeah. early yeah. Can I get the first <laughs> half <laughs> Exactly um, But that's why I guess her You know In her last sort of years And the Well actually the entire time She was operating And I guess the knitting And the whole mum thing Goes into it She was like she she presented herself as like a hero of the people because she because she's like, look, rich cunts are fucking drinking after six. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I live in this little community in Surrey. I'm but a poor woman with twelve diamond yeah, rings. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, despite that, all the working class people that fucking loved it. Yeah, and I guess, and also, she was famous for just giving. She'd go to court, and if you're you know up there, your public drunkenness, some like Irish laborers, you know, been here a couple of years. Get fined, she'd pay your fine for oh, you right there, and then she'd give everyone Christmas presents. She'd hold big Christmas dues in Surrey Hills when people couldn't afford it. So she was well, well loved. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, it, it all just kind of fell apart. Which it always, this is every criminal story we've ever done is it eventually it gets they get so old that they're no longer sort of, or everyone that was protecting them sort of dies and forgets about them, and then the young crop come out, and she just got fucking, she just got done by um. By the ATO, just ta- just pure Al Capone right. rules, just tax the fuck out of her. She died, um, I think, sometime in the fifties, uh, like penniless in a shitty like Surrey Hills apartment. It's no way to go. It's no way to go. Bad ATO. serving the people. I would yeah. have loved to go to one of these little little um, sly grog places. Oh, yeah. I mean, it would have been the sickest thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, back. I mean, 
we get going a fucking time machine, going back, and it's like we're yeah. walking through like sewerage and stuff, and everyone stinks <laughs> and the beer's like yeah, revolting, yeah, 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 and yeah. everyone's yelling at us Although, and swearing. We're I just in the what, corner, like getting oh, slashed with a straight razor. Take me back to Charlie Chan's <laughs> in the future. Um, one thing, at least back then, is everyone's looking cool as shit. I found a bunch of um, mug shots because I found her mug shot, and I was like, this is kind of cool. And then I found the website, and so I'm just going through all these criminals from the 20s and 30s. Um, in Sydney and found this guy, Mr. A. Fitch. He, this is his mugshot from 1924. He was an associate of Kate Lee. So he, I don't know in what capacity, but this can the, these mugshots look like when comics get like a headshot or an actor gets yeah. a headshot. Like, just have a go at these. Oh, yeah. yeah. This guy's, he's got a three-piece suit on. He's got like the tasteful up close. And then he's, he's doing got the like back. the, yeah, the, he's got the, like the stony-faced, uh, you know, in between the silly he's face. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send this to you to pop up on the screen for yeah. the viewers. Finch. What's his first name? Abercrombie Ann. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. Oh, now he's sizzling. Had that one for 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Time it right, Jamie. <laughs> Time it right. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the other side of Tilly Divine. And I think the the classic underbelly which i haven't seen i don't know if you guys have but the underbelly razor wars is about their rivalry it's, yeah. it's all divine and, and she's played I think by the other the thing we mentioned in the tilly divine and like kind of why they hated each other but had the grudging because respect they're two women and women never yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but but they also knew that like by playing up their rivalry it would increase their notoriety in the papers yeah. and yeah. their yeah. eventual business like, so, like it's true. w w like you said w yeah, it's it like yeah, very yeah, much yeah. like yeah, 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 yeah. you know let's fucking Let's go. Oh, man, I got... Uh, you, you have a story. No, do your sexy stuff. Now? Yeah. Oh, I oh, want to hear great. about this. Sex. Well, it's not. Se- it's just sex-related. So I, I, I went down a little rabbit hole because of a few different things here. It's but not uh, sexy. It's just sex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you guys well, do it, but mine is very unsexy. Well, the sex trade, I guess. Hello. I'm not trading people, by the way. Uh, yeah. Trading sex. But uh, sorry, Hills. Well, I stumbled upon this because I found... This caught my eye. Have you guys seen the little church in Sorry Hills called The Kirk? Do you know of the Kirk? I think so. It's on Cleveland Street, and it's a famous old Methodist church built 1879. Kirk in Scottish means church. church yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. So it's called the Kirk. So no one knows when it got that It'd be name. great if I didn't. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> but um, built in 1879, and so it's on Cleveland. It's right near um, – it's just up the road a bit from Norfolk um, Hotel, right, yep. one block up. Um, but um, – and it was built, you know, like I said, in the 1800s or whatever. And by the mid-1970s, dwindling numbers of um, people going there. And it was put on the market um, to be sold. And it had a bit of history already, like they were like, sell, like, renting it out and stuff. And actually, um, ACDC film clip for Let There Be Rock was filmed there. It's very, like, famous old yeah, ACDC yeah. song. Um, but it was bought by a woman called Gretel um, Pinager in 1986 – but in a and no one really knows how she afforded it at the time. But she she also went by the name Madam Lash, and she was a she was a guy going over the papers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's this M Lash stuff <laughs> yeah. about? Uh, but she was a she was a Australia's premier dominatrix at the time, oh, or at no least way. so she. I don't looking into this. She seems like it's 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 really for show. It's it's she wants to be a. She's not like in a dungeon being a dominatrix it's yep. more, more elaborate so she's sort of wearing which she doesn't actually come across very sexual but she's just like this shocks everyone yeah so i'm gonna do it so she would dress up in leather she had whips she'd run around and then she threw um massive sex parties in the fucking church so that church oh, that is just blasphemy yeah absolutely well acdc is one thing you know <laughs> uh, i'm talking about highway to hell i was just getting ready to rock <laughs> 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 But uh, so she's throwing massive um, uh, BSM parties and like you know leather whipping and all that shit in this in this thing. But she she was sort of infamous in the seventies and the eighties. She used to hang out with like Elton John whenever you come to Australia, Rod Stewart, Cher. Like she'd have all these famous friends. Yeah. But she actually got intertwined and sort of got in the um, uh, public eye um, in the seventies when she started hanging out with Clyde Packer, Kerry Packer's brother. Right, oh, so. Shit. Um, you know, Kerry, Kerry Packer is dead. His brother. So what's the, what's the son's name? James. James's uncle, right? Clyde. And Clyde was obviously heir to the, their, their father's fortune at the time. But, um, him and Kerry had a rivalry. But Clyde liked a bit of old Ooh, dominatrix shit. A bit of slap and tickle. Oh, yeah. A little bit Emphasis of slap and on the slap. Yeah. 
Yeah, hold the tickle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can I get two slaps, actually? But, um, he he started hanging out with her, and he actually invited her to the 1974 Melbourne Cup, where she like dressed in full leather, spiky Fuck, stuff, yeah. high heels, spiky. Leans over to the jockey, like, can I borrow that whip? <laughs> <laughs> she, she just comes in first. Like, <laughs> unbelievable. This horse is like, oh, my Lord. But um, she starts running around the members' sort of enclosure, Goff Whitlam's there. Oh, All these high hoity-toity parts of and society. He's just like, damn, that's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> he's sipping mineral water apparently, and she's running around, flinging her arms around random men. Like acting like she knows them, and yeah. all the men are like, oh, like trying to like protest innocence to their wives, makes a huge scene. Great bit. And Clyde sort of is like, I guess he's just enthralled with this chick. And then the next week, there's an article in the Sunday paper that in Surrey Hills, um, a man has been near whipped to death by a girl and alludes to them having some sexual thing. And, and what, not those two people, but alludes to them without naming them. And um, apparently it was complete bullshit and Kerry planted the story just to embarrass his brother. <laughs> like, just as... Just That's as, rude. Yeah. So <laughs> Kerry just went, I'm sick of this, my fucking idiot brother embarrassing me, so I'm just going to embarrass him on the front page of the paper. So This is like Tommy Boy. Like, yeah. Kerry Packer's the, you know, serious. Exactly, exactly. So anyway, she sort of has all these other sort of random... Uh, man, she's got, like, she's just really eccentric. She's still alive. She's still trotting around. She's on... <laughs> pops up on a current affair and stuff like that every now and then. Um, still as a working dominatrix? Um, no, because she, she had this... So she had the church. She she was crazy. Like, she had a... She drove around in a black hearst with a number plate stiff. Fuck like, yeah. Which is cool. She also had a Porsche, uh, Porsche uh, with a number plate hottie and like a red. And by now in the sort of 90s, she's in her sort of 60s, 70s. And, she's, and she had the church. She bought the church for like 200 grand, which is a lot of money back then. Um, she had a mansion in Palm Beach and everyone, no one knew how she got the money because she was only free sex parties. She was just an artist. Right. So she never turned the church into anything. She just had it as a venue. She just had it as, and she was like, I'm an artist, I'm a painter, and it's like free sex ben, parties. And and just you can either rock on or get your rocks off. Yeah, 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 just don't keep your rocks. That's it. <laughs> so, um, so she would have these crazy parties, but then found out like years later, literally only ten years ago, um, that she had this benefactor, British publishing magnate, Lord Hamlin, who was like well known in the UK. No one knows him here, but he was like one of the first people to make coloured cookbooks. Like you know, coloured. This yeah. sounds, sounds crazy, but like. He, no one printed colour books, right? Mm. And he was the first one to go, no, no cookbooks, we sell them in colour. And mm. so he made millions. He became a really famous Damn, guy. That's yeah. But he would fly her around the world and... I always you know. wonder if we had one of those ideas in us, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, now, everything, now everything's too far gone. You have to be like a genius. But yeah. like back in the day, like imagine we're at the Bali being like, fuck, man, like... Here's how you cook apple pie, and I'd be like, "Damn, it'd be good if we could put that in color." Yeah, and they'd be like, "Fuck, I got it." And you don't even have to be good. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen a '70s cookbook, but all the food looks fucking wet. Of like oh, so many stuck. of those things where like shit's cooked in jello. Yeah, like awful. disgusting. Yeah, Whereas yeah. now we'd have to be like, "All right, I've mastered a computer algorithm." I, t- I told you, my grandma, we found a book that she had. It was microwave, like how to microwave stuff, and it was like put an entire chicken in the microwave, yeah. set it to thirty, and when it comes out, paint, <laughs> paint a brown. brown yeah. So it doesn't. They look still gross. make microwave books, and they are fucking disgusting. Yeah, Nat uses yeah. one in his latest show. Like he just, and they, they are they're fucking disgusting. Yeah. There's one. There's like a billboard going around. It was in Marrickville recently. Uh, for this like new product that was like basically like you know like how everyone's obsessed with like breakfast on the go so like up and go got really famous but this was like microwave egg and it was just like a, basically like a cup noodle thing and it's like all mm. you got to do is shove it in the microwave for thirty seconds and you got beautiful scrambled yeah, eggs and it's like oh man like I can imagine a lot of bachelors killing themselves after eating this in like yeah. their one bedroom and one bachelor it, who yeah. invented it thinking yeah. it was like you going I've got an idea. Well, I th- we've got a great idea in us somewhere. <laughs> Jamil, yeah, you'll invent yeah. the pop-up cookbook or yeah. something. It's like, oh, oh is that's that not bad. <laughs> we take cookbooks back to black and white. Yeah. yeah. What about magic sport. eye cookbooks? Jamie just invents three <laughs> things. <laughs> <laughs> scratch and sniff cookbook. Yeah. Coloring Ooh. cookbook. Oh, scratch and sniff cookbook. Not too bad. Yeah. NFT cookbook. <laughs> um, yeah, the Bored uh, Ape presents. But she... um. So anyway, she was getting all this the money from ape. this. What is he listening to this podcast? <laughs> 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 if you're an ape out there, 
Um, so then she, he died in 2001, but he just sent her money for years and bought all this stuff for her. And he was like, and it became a big scandal in 2010 in, in the UK. Is, is this guy like a, an aristocrat over there? Like yeah, a lord? lord? He's Lord Hamlet. Does Fuck it say yeah. why? Like he was just like, love he was fl- yeah, he, he, she was a dominatrix. He flew around the world and she enthralled him. And then he said, all right, you can have all my money and gave her a bunch <laughs> of money. Hey, I mean, that's kids. the other thing we could do to make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so she had all this money and here's the thing. So the Kirk is this church and it's up. Yeah, they went to renovate it. She's got no money. She wants some developers like looks to renovate it. She's like, look, I'd rather that than tear it down. It's not heritage listed. So people could knock it down. Um, and she put it up for, um, you know, they went through a DA. All the neighbours and all that complained, saying there'd be a profound and ongoing negative impact on the quality of life. It's, 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 it's already sex fucking, brothel. It's already it's fucking a, happening. I too. know. But here's the thing. This is where it starts getting interesting. This is where I went down a bit of a rabbit hole because around the corner is because someone mentioned they're like, there's all these things around the corner that like because they're saying you know residents nearby like what they're trying to turn it into is just like a boarding house and a bit of an arts community nearby. Um, uh, up until recently, it was a place called Salon Kitties. Have you guys heard of Salon Kitties? Is that the one that's directly across from Forest? I was thinking of the exact yes. same place. And it's yes. like... It's. I think it's still. Me and there, Drew have right? been there. Like, as in, <laughs> <laughs> hold on a minute. Uh, as, in, as in, we've walked past it. <laughs> we've you know, walked, I mean, a lot of people have walked past yeah, it, yeah. but you've noticed. Yeah. It. We, well, we went we, right up. We and looked in the window. We, yeah, we stopped because like COVID had just happened, and I think no. That's right. When we, we were going on a walk, like when they first let you, we were looking and being like, damn, I wonder if like they're still operating on the sly so, or yeah. if it's all just. So what? So it, we you rang the bell. Door. Door. <laughs> 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 I was on the website. Like, let me make a book. I called them. <laughs> Just walk in the back door. Hey, <laughs> everybody. It's Madam Lashy. So it's not. So Salon Kitties. When you would have done that, it wouldn't have been Salon Kitties because Salon Kitties was. It's the same premise. Uh, building. Sorry, but it was a full-on BDSM dungeon stuff. Oh, whatever. Like full, not a brothel. A full-on. Because yeah, the famous leather BDSM place now is, is in Chippendale. Yeah. So the castle with a K is the famous one. Thirteen minutes walk between the two. And I found this article because someone dobbed in the castle to the council. I mean, this is the itinerary for Surrey Hills is writing itself, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, the castle, someone dobbed him in for not having a license to run a, a sex dungeon. And the castle came out saying it was fucking Sal and Kitty's dobbing us in. So they've got this rival BDSM oh. thing going on. Anyway, the, the twist is that um, Sal and Kitty's in 2013, they had to shut down, right? That. For just no, like, basically the the one, the mistress who ran it, it's like, I've done this long enough, whatever. Someone came in. So they sold it, and it just became a regular old brothel. So that's what you guys would have seen. It yep. just became a regular old brothel. We're just, you know, it's like, bloody, this neighborhood's going to shit. You know, it's just, <laughs> an old, you know, all these problems. But what I found very funny was, uh, you know, it's a business. It went out of sale. And when businesses sort of get sold, often all the stuff goes up for auction. Okay. So... Uh, <laughs> Lawson's auctioneers actually had a big auction sale of all of Sal and Kitty's shit. Oh. And I, I get have, my bidding pad already. <laughs> I have, there's 222 items. Oh. They sell, for an average of about 120 bucks, they make about $28,000. But some of the items fucking rule. Photos and everything we got. Um, and it's fucking crazy. Discipline horses with spikes, leather bondage pieces. So I won't spoil some of oh, them. But cool. real, like, all, like the most, it's just, oh, it's all up on the web. Insane stuff. Look at this. Toilet brush uh, attached to a gimp mask. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and there's like a, a set of stocks, like a oldie medieval stocks. And these have um, already been bought? Yeah, yeah. These are all <laughs> been sold. Stretching rack, including cuffs. Um, Jamie's like, I'm, Amy, I'm thinking about getting into stocks. You've got to look at the stock market. <laughs> yeah, Drew just trying to smooth right over the fact that they just mentioned a stretching rack. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, wait, it's fine. He's like, ooh, Google. Just like, no work. <laughs> Get up and limp out of here. I love this one because they just like somebody bought um a quality of tape and rope, and it's just rope, and people bought it for fifty bucks. It's just like you, you get a bunch of exactly. rope. But the best thing that I found was that the um the Lawsons have to put a name of what the thing is, but there's also post-it notes on some of them, which the po- and they've cleaned up the post-it notes. So this one, 
Lawson's have got quantity of weights and it's got all these weights and then it has a post-it note that says genital weights. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. like, and then there's one that says cock wire and it was just wire. And oh, like, yeah. It's like, and but you could put anything. You don't have to use this bowl for candy. It doesn't no, have man. to be for that. But then this one was great as well. Leather headgear mask marked I belong to Salon Kitties handcrafted by Slave Anton. <laughs> so wow. there's a guy called Slave Anton making their costumes. I have a feeling this place had... Various like politicians and stuff who got oh. like snapped coming out of there. I don't know if they got uh, like or there's all this allusion to all these people going in and being like regulars there. I didn't yeah. find any names that I knew. Maybe like, that was what, just like rumors. Because the castle yeah. had the famous libel case with Daniel, with Daniel John. John. Which, yeah, yeah, which apparently is complete won, bullshit. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like, won it. I think there's a brothel across the road that maybe he was going into and they mistook the castle. Could have been going to Everly. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, actually, just say I went to the castle. Yeah, no, don't yeah, don't tell like, him I went to Everly. He's like, I've had enough fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, these ones are great as well. The last three are very funny. Well, there's a, there's a fucking fat suit there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the most ridiculous face at wedding ground. Suit. And this one's the best. It's a... Uh, and assorted masks, including George Bush. <laughs> Someone's oh, wearing a George Bush mask and getting whipped. In dude, the you know that's dungeon. like an American ambassador or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's great. It's go out, If you search for uh, Lawson's Salon Kitty auction, it's all there, 220 items. But they just did a huge fire sale and sold everything. And they made a bit of cash. So. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so it's no longer there. But yeah, if, you, if you're into that stuff down the road at... Walk past, you'll see me and Jamie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Calling them over and over again. Like, Update your <laughs> public holiday hours. Like, yeah, we're open. Can you stop giggling and hanging up? <laughs> like, we talked to one of them. Uh, well, in Keeping, I guess, the trend of badass women, I'll tell a story about a woman named Dulcie Markham, mm. uh, known in the underworld as the Black Widow, and the newspapers dubbed her the Angel of Death. Okay. But uh, her nickname, Pretty Dulcie Markham, she said she was just an ordinary girl. She was basically like one of the most attractive and expensive prostitutes to work the streets of Sydney when the Razor Gangs were doing their thing. So this is 20s and 30s. Tilly Devine's got the sex worker rack going, but like Markham is like A mm-hmm. class. So she's not a pimp or madam. She's actually the prostitute. Yeah, she's a prostitute. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, but her basically her main claim to infamy was like she had like a number of lovers. They believe at least eight who all met like violent deaths oh. at guns or knives. She's like Aileen Wernos before. Yeah, yeah. Monster, monster, well, I, I think the thing is, like, that she's always there. She's not doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just happens to happen around her, yeah. and she's just like, man, I'm unlucky, wink, you know? <laughs> but uh, so between uh, 1930 and the 1950s, Markham racked up almost 100 convictions for offenses, including prostitution, consorting, vagrancy, drunkenness, keeping a brothel and assaulting police and members of the public. Some mm. of these pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, in the ni- late 1940s, she was arrested for wielding an axe in her underwear as she chased a client. <laughs> that a specific down a crime? St- That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a specific fetish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she'd moved to Melbourne for this one. She chased a client down a Melbourne street and was chasing him in with an axe because like he hadn't paid her or something. And he just, but then he said, she was quoted as saying, the bastard insulted me about the price. So, like, he was like, I'm not paying that much. And she was like, oh, yeah, how about you talk to Mr. Fucking Axe, bitch? Also, like, surely, you know, during the act, he's looking over at that axe, like, I wonder what that axe (laughs) is doing there. Yeah, she didn't pull it out of her undies. (laughs) Yeah. So, basically, this, like, Australian author and academic named Lee Straw, like, he wrote a book called Angel of Death, Dulcie Markham, Australia's Most Beautiful Bad Woman, and he, like, did a history of her and said she started out basically as a teenage streetwalker around eastern Sydney before working in brothels and becoming involved in the underworld mainstays of drugs, gambling, and sly grog. Oh, yeah. And it said violence was a part of life in the Australian underworlds, but it was the intimate nature of the violence that captured media interest in Dulcie. So, just... Gangsters found it easy to fall in love with her, but harder to stay alive. Newspapers wrote that she had a closer view of violent death than probably any other woman in Australia. At least a dozen of her lovers and husbands were stabbed and gunned down, and she also witnessed, or even police would allege, encourage other murders. And so basically they're also saying like her looks like stood out in an era when uh, Kate Lee and Tilly Devine ran it. And she's, she once said of herself, I was pert. 
more than ordinarily pretty, and fellows took a lot of notice of me. Damn. Her only competition for raw sex appeal among other sex workers was Nellie Cameron. I don't know who that is, but not even she was compared favorably with the Hollywood star Ginger Rogers. So basically, people were comparing this uh, Dulcie to um, Hollywood's finest. Probably the sexiest point. woman called Dulcie ever, I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> already. And so were people accusing her of doing the murders or, like, getting a sort of a pimp to do it, like, and she's sort of an accomplice? Well, it sounds like she just dated so many, like, guys who were in the criminal trade. Basically that, that yeah. Right. Okay. And also, and she, she was probably she was so hot like, that, that he's like, I want to kill this guy so I can be with Dulcie. Exactly. You're right. So she never, so, okay, so the allegation yeah. isn't that she So was we got a quote that. from a former detective named Bill Harris, and he described Markham as having a magnificent figure. And she walked better than any other model. This is a policeman. He said, I'd rate her 12 out of 10. He rated Nellie Cameron a 7 or 8. And a, and he rated Kate Lee a minus 2. Oh, oh poor no. Kate. Come, Come on. Come on. Fucking A-cab. Uh, this guy. <laughs> so, uh, so basically, what he does is just daily report. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just oh, a press briefing. Yeah. Ah, we got a couple of women in trouble. There's a real ugly mole over Ran there. into a four today. That's when they're like, like back up four ten. Like, it's a <laughs> <laughs> we got a minus two over here. Uh, selling grog. Calls herself mom, uh, more like grandma. So basically, <laughs> Drew's kind of right. It says like Markham kept company with some of the most violent criminals in Sydney so like those were all her boyfriends and there and she went like to other cities as well she also ended up going to other east coast capital cities and she was called a femme fatale because of this it says she ensnared her lovers many of them married men and kept husbands and boyfriends at the same time one or two at once in Brisbane Sydney and Melbourne so she's really Damn, running she's shit. playing the field Damn, yeah doing the Doing the circuit, eh? Yep. In newspaper stories and courtroom testimony, she was the underworld beauty who led her lovers into dangerous and deadly situations. They didn't like sharing her with others, though they were perfectly fine with her profiting from sex work. So she was allowed to do her job, but when she had other boyfriends, it drove those guys into a murderous mm. rage. And it said, Jealousy over Dulcie was behind many of the underworld shootings in the 1930s and 1940s. Uh, so she was born in 1914. She became a prostitute at 15, started working for Tilly Devine. And then one of her earliest lovers was a standover man, Cecil Scotty McCormack. And uh, then he, this guy went to prison. And so Markham took up with a small-time crook called Alfred Dillon, who stabbed McCormack to death when he got out of prison. And then Markham reportedly wore a black wig for some time out of respect for McCormack and wept and waved at Dylan in court when he was sentenced to 13 years for McCormack's manslaughter. In 1936, she married another criminal, Frank Bowen, and uh, that union also didn't last because about that time, Markham became involved with a guy named uh, Guido Coletti, who was a gunman in Darlinghurst. <laughs> Guido, the Scott Coletti. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guido O. Coletti. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Coletti with an E-I-G-H. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, Coletti was also married to Nellie Cameron, the person who got compared as seven the, the second ten. most beautiful prostitute in Sydney. And they had an affair for years. Uh, in 1937, Markham was working in Melbourne and had taken up with another gunman, Arthur the Egg Taplin, <laughs> which yeah, doesn't on. seem like as nice a nickname. Yeah, uh, he didn't going. give himself that yeah. nickname. Taplin was shot dead in a bar the same year. So, uh, yoke everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put him back together again. Uh, Coletti was shot dead in Woolloomooloo in 1939. Uh, Markham's first husband, Frank Bowen, ended up getting shot dead in King's Cross in 1940. Oh. That year, 1940, Markham went to Melbourne again, got a new boyfriend, John Charles Abrahams, and he was shot and killed outside his sister's home. The main suspect was a na man named Frederick Paddy's Anderson, and he was another one of Markham's boyfriends. Fucking hell. <laughs> you going on a date with her, you're like, yeah, yeah. She's like listen, I got eight ex-boyfriends. <laughs> <Yeah. so." laughs> World War II took Markham to Queensland, where she was taking... She went, a, she went dated Hitler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she was basically taking advantage of the bunch of like American servicemen who were coming yeah. there for shore leave yeah, and yeah. stuff. So she used them for their services. And then uh, 1944, she moved back to East Sydney when she shot a soldier in her home uh, she took that soldier to the hospital and then claimed she'd found him in like the domain 
and just <laughs> shut. And then another boyfriend, gangland heavy Donald the Duck Day. Oh, oh hell oh, yeah. yeah. That one writes itself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love Donny Duck. Yeah, no. he was wearing no pants. <laughs> <laughs> little blue sailor <laughs> outfit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was shot dead in January 1945. <laughs> 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 you realize this means war. <laughs> I think that's Daffy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Come on. Dog ran over and picked his body up. Yeah, By the end of World War II, Markham went back to Melbourne and in September 1945, her then partner, criminal Leslie Scotland Yard Walkerton, was also shot dead. Uh, two years later, Markham stood trial in Sydney for conspiring to murder Valma Hull, the wife of uh, Day's killer, who was uh, Donald the Duck Day, who got shot earlier. So basically, she had conspired to murder his wife. Mm. Uh, the charges were later dropped. She went back to Melbourne and then was shot herself in oh. St Kilda at a party. Her then uh, beau, Gavin Walsh, was shot and killed at the same cocaine-fueled shindig. Uh, she failed to identify the killers. While recovering from that shooting, she married another guy, Leonard Redder Lewis, in the same room where Mal Walsh had been murdered. So, like, her boyfriend gets murdered. So the body's not even cold and she's standing over it to get married. Well, I mean, it's probably been moved out by that point. But I mean, would you want to get murdered in the your ex? Would you want to go get married where your ex girlfriend had been murdered? So she, and and she got shot at the same party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, gets she got shot, shot in the hip. Her her boyfriend, her boyfriend gets, gets killed. killed. She get, goes to the hospital, gets patched up, and then goes back to the scene of the crime. Yeah. And some guy. While she's him. recovering, she meets this guy. They wheel a bed in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, I, I know somewhere romantic actually. So this Chalk guy that she was married to, Leonard Redder Lewis, he was shot six times at his parents' flat in 1952, and uh, then he was shot again in June the following year. <laughs> um, but he actually survived and Jesus. just uh, separated from Markham without getting killed. <laughs> One of the first. Oh, um, no. He th left the divorce papers under yeah, the door yeah, and yeah. fucking sprinted. <laughs> so basically, despite like, I think we've got to like 12 or 13 guys who have been killed at some point by her. Markham objected to being called an angel of death or black widow. She said, because men who have loved me have died, I've been called these silly names. I've even been sketched in one newspaper, feet apart, hair flying loose and holding a smoking gun. But I'm no gun girl. I've never touched a gun in my life. It's just unfortunate that those men have died. Believe me, I'm just an ordinary girl. These things have been thrust upon me. Um, mm -hmm. So Marker moved to Bondi in the 1950s. And in 1955, a male visitor came around, presumed to be a client for a prostitution. And this client threw her off the first floor of a block of flats. Uh, she uh, punctured mm -hmm. her lung. She got broken ribs and other internal injuries injuries and she refused to port, report the crime a reporter came up to her and asked her about it and she said there's nothing to it dear i simply rolled down a flight of stairs i'm a very sick girl but don't worry about me honey i'll come good this girl's a badass mm, yeah. and just Fucking... kill like is involved in the deaths of so many people at rules and uh basically after she was thrown from that balcony she never really recovered from like some of the injuries i'm surprised she didn't hunt the guy down and you know Pop him two in the back of the head. Oh, well, she probably would have got a boyfriend to do it at that point. But, like, uh, she never recovered from those injuries and uh, locally became known at that point as the limping blonde. <laughs> and, uh, She's like, I was better than angel yeah. of death, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. But then, like, because she was the limping blonde, her prostitution career went down the tubes. And uh, the last time she appeared in court was in 1957 uh, for soliciting. But... She had no support this time. I don't know and if it was the limping blonde nickname or the fact that it was 20 years after her prime. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, she sold the last of her jewels and furs to survive. So another person in expensive furs and jewels. Mm. And then she found one last love, uh, a sailor called Martin Rooney, and she married him in 1972. And they lived until her death in 1976 yeah. when she fell asleep while smoking in bed and died of asphyxiation, which to me sounds like a heavenly way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Just having a dart next to your partner and being like, oh, my time's up. It's yeah, like, man. Oh, I'd love yeah. to see, again, I say it all the time, but biopic for these some of these people. Yeah, what a life. Absolutely. Yeah. She's made a steal this life. I mean, I it's pretty cool of her to go around and like just be the most what? famous, so most hot. beautiful person and you forced 13 people to <laughs> yeah, kill them, yeah. so, like kill each kill other. Kill each other over oh, you. Man. I think I remember reading because there's like all those gangland shootings happening in Sydney at the moment that there was, they never named it, but it was like it's something started with 
some you know mystery woman that, that two guys were fighting over from the rival yeah, gang. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's fucking Dulcie. God damn. I have one more silly story. Yeah. Yes, please. Is it sexy? Oh, it involves sex. <laughs> uh, but just to that bring us so back to the modern day. Yeah, I tell you what, my internet search history is <laughs> cooked. I'm going to have to burn my computer um, because I've got some real... Seriously, I Sam's brought dinner in before and I had to close them <laughs> up. Like, I'm not going to be able to explain this until she listens to the pod. All my fucking photos of people getting whipped or whatever. And then the research. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so this, this article just got, uh, cracked me up. Working from home. And this is a, this only happened this year or last year. So uh, working from home porn stars are threatened with eviction after annoying wealthy neighbours in their exclusive Sydney residential tower with excessive noise. No. So Surrey Hills Monument Towers. I don't know. I think it's up near like where Whitehorse or whatever it yep. is. Yeah. Um, but uh, basically, Strata served notice to a guy, Billy Santoro, and he's Australian. So two gay men mm -hmm. and Australian husband, Gage, were filming scenes for their OnlyFans. And Strata... Gage. G-A-G-E. Yeah. That's just one name? Just one name. He's like right. Madonna, but he's yeah. Gage. So Billy Santoro and Gage... Um, well, he didn't give his last name to Sydney Morning Herald. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's like, just, just gay yeah. is fine. Gay uh, Centauro. Yeah, but um, he, they basically, they got threatened by Strata that they were making too much noise filming gay porn scenes for their OnlyFans and everyone in the whole tower was up in arms about <laughs> oh, it. Man. So I went through Strata and everything. Uh, but uh, Billy Santoro, he just sort of became a little bit notorious uh, in the gay, I guess the gay porn scene because during the Black Lives Matter protest that he posted a tweet saying they should just shoot all the people looting. Oh, fuck uh, yeah. And now. so he was sort of recovering from being like ostracized from that that mm -hmm. sort of arena. Yeah, yeah. He was making porn with his husband in Australia, making too much noise. So he is also, he an American guy? He's American. He's Australian husband. So Billy's American. But he, he later apologized for the remarks. He said he was on meth at the time of <laughs> writing. <laughs> Maybe the worst excuse. excuse. Yeah. But it sort of gets worse for him because he uh, – he sort of like it was all this backlash because of the the comments, and he posted um, Gage posted a photo of Centauro on a hospital bed, saying the backlash to this tweet has caused him to attempt suicide. So please be care care for each other and and you know don't be so mean to everybody. And it found out people found out later it was a fake hospital set for a gay porn show. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, that yeah. is good stuff. So eventually, um, all the strata <laughs> were like, how do we kick these? They're just making too much noise, having gay sex, filming it for, for mm -hmm. the internet, and having gay meth. They basically said they're having gay massive meth. gay meth <laughs> orgies. The meth thing, right. I guess, fine. But like, if you're making a living shooting gay pornography, like, yeah. why, do you, why would you get kicked out? Oh, it's snooty fucking rich. Surrey Hill. It's like, it's not just a resident. It's like, it's like a high echelon town. So it's all these yeah. like absolute... Yeah, if you would do, if you're playing drums, they'd make a huge song and dance. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It's Damn. it's complete. It's complete. Like, yeah, cocksuckers. But well, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just like pieces of shit business. And I named all these people. I didn't know who they were, but famous Australian businessmen, investors, and everything. Eventually, they got they got booted because the, they they didn't even own it. They were renting it, and the owners found out that they turned into a porn studio and yeah. served them notice. Um, so it sort of all come crumbling down. And I found all that out. On the website was straightupgayporn.com. So, <laughs> and I looked up at the domain URL. I'm like, oh, God, I'll scrub my history now. <laughs> just yeah, 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 yeah. So, that, there you go. So, Billy's and Tour, they got booted, but they just caused a little bit of ruckus during yeah, lockdown. Well, they I hope they now. found somewhere else yeah. to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't Maybe know they moved better moved somewhere. Down, down to Club Mills somewhere nicer. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway. Um, there we go, boys. Shall we? Uh, shall we do an itinerary for Surrey Hills? Oh, yeah, let's yeah. do a pod. I reckon. Well, um, well, I guess we do breakfast and stuff, but I like doing pub crawls. I think. Yeah, well, especially we, Surrey, right? I know where. I know where we're ending the night. I suspect. Well, uh, Ding Dong Dang doesn't exist. No, no, no. But Surrey Hills Hotel. So yeah, we got to go. Oh, to Surrey I thought Hotel. you were going to say the and I, brothel. And I reckon English Premier League. Game. I know where we're getting dinner as well. All right. Where so we where's the lunch beers then? I reckon you kick it off. I, I tell you what, I don't mind the if you want to go to a Surrey Hills institution, probably the Clock or the Dolphin. Like okay. they're not the best, but they're yeah. their that time of day's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I once at the Dolphin Hotel, I saw a mate uh, puke into his own hands on his own birthday. Yeah. At, like he, someone bought him a shot. <laughs> he drank the shot, 
puked into his own hands, ran outside, poured the sick, and then oh. just walked back in. Mate, that's pretty, pretty good. On. Good on him, man. Clock as well. I once had a first date there. Uh, she was two hours late for it. <laughs> a lot of people would think they'd been stood up, but not me. <laughs> Perseverance. <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, it's the clock. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so where are we going from I mean, there, I don't then? even mind the white horse or something. Yeah. Stuff. Or even Trinity. Okay. Yeah, Trinity's all right. Of, uh, where would you start? Well, I like the Crick. I like. Oh, yeah, the Crick. I don't mind the Irish pub that was near my place uh, that I think is shut at the moment, but it's called the Porterhouse Inn. Mm-hmm. And. Um, and that uh, shitty the courthouse that you I'll go. That's where I love. Maybe for later though, Goros. Yeah, Goros, Goros is rules. Never been. Though. Goros, great. Uh, they do. They do little karaoke booths. There's they do. Ice hockey. Ooh. There's and like, for a place that's like a got like classy food, they do have pokies in a smoking area, uh-huh. which is unusual oh, like for like a small it's, bar. It's got a little bit of everything. It's a, it's yeah. very yeah it's, yeah. it's a little okay. everything. It's probably place. like the closest to me in terms of like because there are a lot of places in. Sydney now they're like we're like authentic Japanese we mm. do this stuff but then like it's extremely high price for what they charge like two bucks for yeah and like it's very this place is kind of like kitschy and like anything goes in the way that some of the places in Tokyo are I think. yeah cool no it's great I also would do a bump for Shady Pines yeah. I've only been there yeah. once yeah. but Shady I had Pines one rocks. of the greatest times of my life there yeah. I haven't been but there. I mean it's I mean, it started a trend of like the very wanky, like no signs on the bar kind of places. But like, I liked it. I only went time. once. I loved it. Like, Actually, new favorite keg and brew. Keg oh, and yeah, brew. Yeah, yeah. Keg Get and up brew. on that rooftop. I mean, Teeny also going to Gaelic Tuesdays, Club. Like Gaelic Club. Oh, yeah, and this great. is gonna be. We're gonna be pissed by the end. Yeah, of yeah, the yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're uh, yeah, we're outside. But Surly's great barbecue. Yeah. Or Surly's, we never left Surrey Hills Hotel. Yeah, yeah. yeah we just true. yeah. No, Surly's for barbecue at the end. Definitely. definitely yeah, definitely. Surly's for barbecue. Line the stomach. And then where? And where's the last stop on this? Where's the last? I guess Goro's doing karaoke. Yeah, right? yeah I probably so. get a Goro's Goro slash losing all our money on authentic Japanese poker machines. But apart from that. You can come and see live comedy every Sunday at Everly. <laughs> One of the smoothest comedy. dismounts I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm not even sure when I'll be there next, but yeah, we're gonna. We don't know when this will be. We're out, about to actually. go to Hawaii, so we're we stacking might, we episodes might. up. So if you notice a little dipperoo in the old quality, because <laughs> <laughs> we've recorded like five in the last week. <laughs> um, but also, you can find us on all socials. You can email us. We put the video out on YouTube every Tuesday. We have a YouTube channel on the community notice board. You can subscribe to that channel. It would be lovely. You can leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Five stars would be preferable. Leave one stars at home, please. Don't leave anything for yeah. five. If yeah. you think it's bad, just skip right past yeah, it. Listen, listen to something now. else. Yeah, you got some problem, email us. Yeah, no, exactly. And we'll wrong. fucking fight you. More likely, we'll buy you a beer at the Golden Bar and be like, please take, take the <laughs> take review down. <laughs> take it down. Uh, apart from that, we love our fans. We love our listeners. Thanks, everybody. We love Most each other. All, we love each yeah, other. Yeah, we do. And now... We're going to make gay OnlyFans. We're going to make a bit of a ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. All right. Sabs, well. put your headphones on. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. See you, Bye. Bye. Bye.